Welcome, Larry Richard Unfiltered with Jim Cren, Sheila Highland. We're now on episode 15 and looking forward to whatever the new year brings because the last one wasn't so great for a lot of reasons for a lot of people. <laughs> and we have a new word to talk about. And I even hate to bring it up with you two first, but Florona. Have you heard of this? No. Have you My heard of this? Florona? My, my Florona. Florona. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> it was first thing in my head. So Jimmy said it first. It's this rare thing right now, but people are getting so freaked out. I know we're all just so COVID fatigued of talking about it, dealing with it, the Omicron, Delta, whatever the next letter is going to be from the Greek alphabet. But yes. Florona is, and I didn't make this up, it's when you have the regular flu Okay. And then one of the variants. Really? At the time, that's fluorona. Oh, I together. Thought, I thought that was something with your, yeah. your you, teeth. You, fluoriders, fluoriders. you had corona yeah. a while ago. Yes, I did. March. And you had it. And it got guys, real yeah. bad. 24 real days. days. 24, 24 days. days of a steady 101. All seriousness, Jim, mm -hmm. what did you feel like? And you felt like you were so close to maybe having to go to the hospital. I was. There, there, what happens is there was about three or four of the days in the middle at the beginning it wasn't too bad you're like oh i think it's okay i remember talking to larry through this thing and uh it wasn't too bad as you know and then all of a sudden around day eight or nine for about three days i, I went to get up and i felt like you ever underwater and you just kind of come come with just to breathe a little bit and you fall back under the water and you can't breathe again so i started feeling that and when i walked i couldn't walk two feet without feeling not being able to breathe but when i sat down i was able to breathe fine so i thought all right I was like, sit and breathe, obviously, at a normal rate, that is. I mean, it wasn't, even, it wasn't labored sitting. So I thought if it's labored sitting, that'd be different, but it, but, but it wasn't. So I remember a gentleman who uh, was uh, uh, in the Army and, and, you know, a Navy SEAL and all that in his 80s. And he had, it, he had it a year when it first came out. He got it in Florida. But he told me all these things about it. He said, what to do? He says, you don't want to go on a ventilator. That's the last thing you want to do because it's hard to get off. He said, don't go on it. He said, and the thing you have to do is when you have that feeling you can't breathe, he said, I force myself to walk. He said, because it's, it's attacking your lungs, it's going to just, you want to expand your lungs and exit. So I did force myself to walk uh, more than I, you know, I'd, I'd get up and I'd walk like 10 feet and 10 feet back like every hour or so just to force myself my lungs. So you're fighting, your lungs are fighting, it's fighting your lungs. And the other thing a lot of people don't know is, and believe me, I'm a comedian, I'm not a doctor, so, but uh, prednisone. It's a prednisone pack they give you. Um, it's an anti-inflammatory. It's People a steroid. Mm -hmm. It's a steroid. And you, you just take it for one week. You know, so there's no real side effects in one week usually. I check your doctor, obviously, and see if you can. But it, was, uh, it made me about 70% better because the anti-inflammatory goes to the lungs of prednisone. All, your, all through your body, it hits the lungs. So the key is your lungs are inflamed. It's mainly attacking, as far as I know, for me anyway. Uh, and then after the three or four days, I started to... Uh, get my strength back as far as breathing. So now I can walk normal. And that meant I, was, I felt I was coming on the other side. Now, I still had a fever every single day of 101 to 102. Man. That many days? 24, 7, 24 Gosh. days. It didn't break for 24 days. So you are in a weird state where you can't really do anything. You can barely, you know, you, you got to force yourself kind of to eat and things like that. Cause and you, no one can come in and take care of you. That's the problem. Anyone just drop some food off. And I know. I it. kept texting Jim and... And my wife says, we, we got to do something. And I said, well, 
what do you want to do? She says, well, drop food off for supplies. What yeah, does he these need? Guys are great. <laughs> you know what? You know what? I tell you, anyone out there who, uh, who gets it, the thing that, it, that will get you through it is people, your friends, like Larry, people, really, family, people. There was a friend of mine who dropped a said you need vitamin C, you know, and whatever. And then she, she drove down from Cranberry and left a bottle in front of me. Like little things like that. That's what gets you through. Geez, at the time Love I lived three blocks people. from you, I didn't bring you anything. That's yeah, okay. Thanks a lot, Sheila. <laughs> You're in spirit, you did. Well, in spirit. I, so have, you, I am. have you had it about with this yet? Or no, is this though hippo no, not law? Yet. At I least can't not ask that you. I know of. I could be asymptomatic. Who knows? That's true. But imagine having that. And the flu on top I, of that? Florona. You I don't, don't want that. I don't know how you would. Survive. I guess you have to go to the hospital, I guess, right? Oh, yeah. And oh. they're kind of busy right now. So let's, we'll table all the corona talk or florona talk <laughs> for another day because that's all people are hearing about right now. We want to shift gears. Somebody, the coolest dude we've met maybe in the whole Ever. year. The past 2021 was Boaz Frankel. He's with us in a stunning shirt. What is that? <laughs> I'm colorblind, but I can see it. Well, thank you. It's sort of like a, a hyper-color lumberjack plaid shirt. I like it. Some people are calling it a shacket because it's a a, somewhere between a shirt and a jacket. They're sort of in right now. <laughs> and being from Oregon, of course, it's yes. fitting that you're yeah. wearing the lumberjack shirt. <laughs> and for those that don't know, you can get uh, Stuff by Boaz, B-O-A-Z dot com. You're considered to be... They call you uh, an American. I mean, you're a treasure here in Pittsburgh. But I, <laughs> I don't know about that. But that's very kind of you. Give us the, the the short version of how you ended up in Pittsburgh because you chose us. Yeah, out of out of the world. Yeah, my wife and I had been living in a few places, and most recently we were living in the Netherlands in Amsterdam, and we had to come back to America for work. But it could, we were sort of flexible with where we could go, and we heard great things about Pittsburgh, and. And just we sort of kept hearing great things. So at some point, we're like, well, let's just go check it out. And we did, and everybody was so nice. And then now we've been here almost three years. I, I could imagine you seeing that someone lived in the Netherlands here in Pittsburgh in some bar, walk out and go, where's that at? Nah, it's at D-Boys. It's out by D-Boys. <laughs> Have you picked up, up the dialogue yet? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. There's a lot of – and I even start, like, talking, you know, and, and you some – well, like, um, what's the thing? Like, you know, the, the the rug needs cleaned or something. You know, okay, where you yeah. start dropping the to be. Uh, yeah, we do don't that. even notice right. yeah. among ourselves, the yeah. natives, that we're, that we know that is normal. So right, right. it doesn't even resonate that it's not. But, right. but it, it, it does hit you, though. I remember after I lived in Pittsburgh for a few years, mm -hmm. I called up my mom. We were having a conversation. And toward the end of the conversation, I said, okay, mom, I've got to go. I've got to go do some ironing. She said, "You have to oh, do that's what?" Funny. That's funny. <laughs> I, like, I mean, I mean, ironing, she, ironing, ironing. Funny. I have to go do some ironing. <laughs> Wait, that killed, it kills me because you have like the most incredible, like you know, your diction is amazing. You know, it's like very because you're a journalist, and that, that would, that's hysterical. <laughs> it, Every once in a while, you say, "Come on, Don John Eagle." <laughs> we've infected her with the yins of virus. Look at the Kellers and Boaz's <laughs> shirt. <laughs> well, we do something funny with the L's and all that. I know there's been linguistic studies about how this happened, the Scotch-Irish and European connection. and Too much Scotch. We, we apparently too <laughs> much Scotch for somebody. <laughs> but how would you describe what you do? I know oh. you're the curator of the Kazoo Museum right. down there in South Carolina, and you worked with us with that that was also in our best of by the way oh wow yeah for yes, the year what an honor thank but you how would you describe someone says boaz what do you do 
Well, I would say I'm a writer, uh, video maker, and gardener. I guess those are the top three things right now. And do you make a living doing this? Yeah. I mean, so sometimes I'm writing for ad agencies, and that's where I really make the living is when I when I do stuff for that. Um, okay. And then I make you know videos for people, and, and sometimes those are more for fun, and sometimes those are more to pay the bills. Well, I got something cool to tell you. I just spent an evening, the Pittsburgh Speaker Series, presented by the University of Pittsburgh, and it's Walter Isaacson, not necessarily a household name, but he at one time was the head of CNN. He was the editor of Time. He's written books about genius. Leonardo da Vinci, Albert Einstein, mm -hmm. Stephen Jobs, oh, right. Benjamin Franklin. He's working on one with Elon Musk right now. And I asked him, what's the common thread with all of those people? And he said, curiosity. Mm. And hmm. I noticed... You describe yourself as being a curious person. He goes, that's the only way you learn. He said, it's kind of beaten out of you as you get older from child. A right. child naturally is curious about everything. Right. What's this do? What's that do? What's the? He goes, we lose that. Mm -hmm. But all of these people maintain that curiosity, and you seem to still have it. And you're exploring and curious about our city and our people. Yeah, it definitely is a motivating thing because especially in Pittsburgh, there's so many things to be curious about. Like I've never walked around a city and seen so many like weird like relics left over from, you know, <laughs> a mansion that used to be there, right. you know, a hundred mm -hmm. years ago. And the only thing left is like, you know, this weird little structure and like, why is that there? I mean, you'll walk through neighborhoods that at some point, you know, they're probably doing some uh, some urban renewal and they're like, you know what, let's just shut down this street and let this neighborhood sit back there. I'm like, what? there's like a whole neighborhood you just like closed off and you're like, nah, this is closed for business now. I'm like, what other city does that? So because of all the weird urban planning and all the early success in Pittsburgh, I feel like there's so many weird little mysteries to there, look into. There, there are, and we have a, a, a gem of a person, Rick Seaback in Pittsburgh, who's really help uh, helps us, I think, uh, uncover some of those things. That's what we, so you're right, right? We are the most interesting city as far as... We're quirky. We have our own little world. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of cool. It's and good, great observation. And you back as well, too. Yeah, I was, well, it's funny. When we first um, came to Pittsburgh, like a year before we moved, we were like, well, let's just go for a weekend. Let's just like scope it out, see what it's, a, see what it's about. And I sort of looked into people in media and um, Larry said he was too busy to, to meet me that time. No, I'm just kidding. I didn't, I didn't reach out <laughs> to you. But <laughs> I'd have been available, Boaz. Yeah. I'm still <laughs> here. But I did happen to email Rick Seaback and he's like, oh, sure, I'll take you to lunch. So even before I came to Pittsburgh, he, you know, took me to lunch and told me, you know, he's like, okay, here's Isn't the he town. Let me ride you around. marvelous human being. He's, he's the, the best. Because he he's curious and he's a he's, great storyteller. He's a genius. That's where he is. Right? He is. The, the, way, the, the way he sees things. Yes. He sees what everybody else might walk by or see as obvious. And he goes, wait a minute. And then he's able to tell a whole story or create a documentary about and it. Go, like, going to lunch with him is the greatest experience ever because he'll say, where do you want to go, Rick? Well, there's this little place in Vandegrift called Julie's Place. <laughs> they make the muffins handmade. What? Julie, that's that's, great that's pretty good, yeah. But you know, and Boaz, you're very similar. And if you watch his videos on Next Pittsburgh, they're incredible. You find things that other people would just look past. Well, thank you. Yeah, um, you were in what? What was the shop? Boem. Oh yeah, Boem Pittsburgh yeah. in Lawrenceville. 
Hmm. Um, which you found is, some egg pants. Yeah, which is just like a ton of different artists are selling their wares. They're like, you know, pants that people have like painted eggs on. There's all sorts of cool fabric, wall art. There's earrings. There's jewelry. There's dog clothes. Is that where you everything. got the uh, shacket? Oh, no, I wish. Um, but I bet they have similar shackets That looks over there. expensive, though. It's, um, it does. Well, yeah. I, I mean, it wasn't cheap, if I guess. A, if you're a lumberjack, you're the manager. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and by yeah. the way, we're at 23rd and Vine. That's on East Carson Street near the Birmingham Bridge in Pittsburgh South Side. And I've always told people, Jimmy's a resident here. Mm-hmm. He grew up in the Strip District. He moved across a, a river, which is impressive. <laughs> That's a right, big, big jump. I always thought East Carson Street maintained some of the eclectic feel of originality instead of all the cookie-cutter businesses. It still has that feel, and I know it has a nightlife that's made some news, but overall, it's Pittsburgh's Bourbon Street, don't you think? It's great, yeah. That's good analysis. I got to the area a little early, and I was like, oh, I need to get a coffee. And I like, looked on my phone on Google, and I was like, oh, there's like 10 different little coffee shops I could go to, which is great. I went there's to some churn, not tucked in the neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a cup of yeah. Joe's. What's big that dog. one you took up, took me to? In the, oh, that was Cup of Joe's uh, in the corner where we sat outside. It's a couple gentleman. streets off yeah. the main drag. Mm-hmm. Cup of Joe's. Is it's, that on Sarah Street? I think Street? Sarah or Jane. I, I think Sarah. Jane. I can't remember if Jane made one. It's a couple, couple streets past, past Carson. I live in Sus. I don't know. I never know which one's first Sarah or Jane, but. It's yeah, cup of Joe's, Big Dog Cafe is cool. There's there's a lot of uh, great coffee shops. You know, and I don't know if you guys are aware that Pittsburgh may be adding another neighborhood. What? Wilkinsburg. Oh, oh, we make borough of Wilkinsburg. It's now on Pittsburgh City Council's plate for the first three months of 2022 to determine whether we want to annex and absorb Wilkinsburg, which would expand the size of the city mm-hmm. and give them an opportunity to maybe grow unlike they have in decades, are generations. They, are they thinking of doing it? Yeah. No, that, I, I knew I, they were thinking of annexing the school district. The whole thing. It would be, it would be, well, it would still be Wilkinsburg, right. but, but it would be like a neighborhood in the city, yes. like Lawrenceville. Yeah. We did a segment for Next Pittsburgh with Marita Garrett, who's the former mayor. She just ended her term, but it was wild. It is so tough because the taxes there are so much higher because they have to you know, whereas we have, we're sharing all these resources in this huge city. They have to create yeah. all these things. And so they were talking about a right. There were like two Rite Aids. There's like one Rite Aid on one side of the right. border and one on the other side. And the Rite Aid in Pittsburgh pays like um, 10 times. Like the Rite Aid in Wilkinsburg pays 10 times more taxes. Right. And they're like two miles apart. And the millage, you're right. So it's very practical for the residents from a financial standpoint. Right. But because of that, people aren't building Businesses aren't investing in Wilkinsburg like they would otherwise because the taxes are too high. I, I, I wonder if this trend at other boroughs. I remember uh, I was friends with the, the great guy, former mayor uh, Bill Peduto. Uh, whatever your political views, he's a great, great guy. You know, good buddies. But we were uh, I was down in his office. They had a map, and I was looking at. And he, I may not be given the right number, but I know it was over 100. So there's like Wilkinsburg. There's like 100 and. 35 boroughs or something around the city in, in, in really, Allegheny County. In Allegheny County, tri-state. Like, in, in, see, but no, that's 135 mayors or whatever. These bur- or, or, Borough or, managers. So I said, well, why won't they? So it, they've tried before. Uh, I think Mayor Sophie Maslow. If, you, if we absorbed all those, you know, there's two, there, we'd be a 2.1 million Yeah, can you imagine city. how big we'd be in the would top be? 10 again? We yes. would. 
It's we the burrow. So we have the like people. Overnight. But the, but the That's individual crazy. burrows don't mm-hmm. want give, to give up. Their autonomy. Their, yes. Well, and I, you can understand, yeah. right? Because you yeah. give up your mayor. We should get Mayor Peduto. But yeah, uh, I wonder, though, if our taxes might go down as a result of I, that. I, I think so. Because we'd know, be we're bigger. All, we're all, well, we yeah. would get bigger we're funding. We're not duplicating services. We'd be getting bigger funding from the from the federal standpoint. Well, this it is would the change. time to get involved. It's Let's talk to, to Mayor Ganey right now. We're, we could get in on the ground floor and be part oh, of the been, neighborhood they've commission. Been try, they've been trying for yeah, can't you see 50 us years. As politicians? Yeah. yeah, come on. All right, we're going to solve all the problems. <laughs> and we want to discover what Boaz and his wife have discovered by being in Pittsburgh. We're going to do that. This is Larry Richard Unfiltered with Jim Crenn and Sheila Highland. It's Larry Richard Unfiltered with Jim Crenn, Sheila Highland. We're at 23rd and Vine on East Carson Street, Pittsburgh South Side near the Birmingham Bridge, a great place, wine bar. want to thank Bob Bazelli and Lou Caputo who uh, allow us to uh, be here. Of course, they allow us to be here when there aren't any customers so that we won't disturb the peace. <laughs> but uh, we're also going to do it from the Van Gogh exhibit on Pittsburgh's north side next week. So I'm looking forward to that. We're I can't gonna wait. We're I gonna can't, culturalize ourselves. I can't wait also because, you know, we're all in, in a sense, I guess our jobs are sort of artistic, I would say. We're considered sort of arts. And when you look at someone like Van Gogh, most of his works or a lot of his works were done from and in, in I guess psychiatric places. Insane to suddenly call it back to that. Because he had mental illness. He did in a way, but I guess... Or did he? Maybe he didn't. Now he would, maybe. Maybe he would just take some medicine. But but, but he was just so out there. Talk about curiosity. Just so out there, I guess, for people that they didn't understand where he was. But his work, his greatest paint were from that that so those facilities and things so a lot of artists are like that too huh but they're, the only one I, yeah around. you're right mm-hmm. we're all over the place. and you know what it's like Very you emotional. have a left brain right brain yeah. the artsy part of people doesn't always line up with people that are really smart in business right and again these geniuses that i talked with walter isaacson the great historian about the other commonality among those geniuses was they had an appreciation for the science part but they also had a curiosity and appreciation of the arts. And it was right. Stephen Jobs of Apple that had a picture that Walter asked him about of Leonardo da Vinci's man, you know, with the arms out and the legs mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. But, the, you know, the geometric designs that are all part of that. He right. said, Stephen Jobs said, da Vinci captured it right there. That's it. They even put it on the spacecraft going into space as... As if some, you know, t- extraterrestrial was going to be able to read that. That would be like, oh, that's that's people, that's the science. So he said, Stephen Jobs said, that was the perfect expression of science and art together. And you have to have both to thrive. You do, in, in business also. Yeah. And everything. It was right? deep. But he also said a lot of these guys were so smart that they spent all their waking hours in one realm and then they were oblivious to all this you, other stuff that would be obvious to everybody else. You, you, you know, that's the thing. That if you look at their social lives of most of these people, there you go, Van Gogh or whatever. Uh, the one of the commonalities I've read too is they they, are, they ruminate a lot of room, like you said, in your own world, ruminating, ruminating. Mm-hmm. Thinking, thinking. He he talked about Leonardo da Vinci reading his own writing in the margins of paper in his notes. Mm-hmm. And one of the things near the end of his life that he was curious about. He was curious about why the sky is so deep blue some days and what 
changes and how that changes. But the other was how fast or how big is a woodpecker's tongue? I'm thinking, I think that every day, every day. That was day goes by. I'm sorry, that was Jimmy that came up. I, I think more about sorry. the beak, but you know, whatever. One other note, because I was really fascinated <laughs> with this guy. <laughs> Albert Einstein mm-hmm. came to Pittsburgh 87 years ago. He chose Pittsburgh. It was the first city in America that he ever gave a speech at Carnegie Tech then, now Carnegie Mellon. And it is the only known photograph of Albert Einstein with the actual E equals MC squared equation written ah. on a blackboard. In his speech. That's did. the only place he was Wild. ever photographed was here in, in Pittsburgh in, in, with in, E equals MC squared. In his speech, he said, I will have bagel shops everywhere. <laughs> That's <Whoa>. brilliant. <laughs> That's brilliant. I think Boaz is like our Albert Einstein, <laughs> our Van Gogh, Gosh, don't make our me Da Vinci. Do math. <laughs> All right, what have you discovered? We promised you'd tell us what you've discovered well, about Pittsburgh. I'll tell you, I have a question for all of you. Mm-hmm. Do any of you have sports flags outside your house? No, I, I do not. If I did, it would be a Nebraska flag. Well, because it's, I have never seen so many sports flags in a city in my life. <laughs> I was like, well, one of you is down to 90% well, of the population. Mostly does. Steelers. Steelers are religion. And penguins. Yeah. And penguins. Pens, and there's in pit. my neighborhood, there's a couple hardcore pirates houses. Pirates, yeah. Well, pirates you know, long time, when yeah. the pirates were in that short playoff run for three seasons in mm-hmm. a row, now almost a decade ago, it seemed like people really, if you questioned if this was a town that would support baseball, in that moment, remember those blackouts they had at PNC Park? Mm-hmm. I mean, it was amazing. People came out of the woodwork. So, yeah, they have a core base. Sad we're not winning, and we've been so terrible for so long. We're old enough to remember back. This, this, even, this is really one of the great baseball times when we're winning uh, in the 90s. You remember this city was going crazy. Oh. I mean, this city was going crazy. And you remember now, like with football and even hockey, but baseball is – probably rate equal to that intensity yeah when 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 i moved to pittsburgh in 88 well i came here for the job interview first of all went to wtae and they asked me to watch the six o'clock news which back then was anchored by sally wiggin and don cannon and afterward they said we want you to critique the newscast and so i did they led with a pirate story and i said i don't understand why and i don't agree with you leading with a a sports story I'm surprised they hired me. (laughs) (laughs) And in fact, that night, Joe Revito, who then became my news director, actually took me to my first Pirates baseball game so I could see it in action. But I did not understand the culture of Pittsburgh then and the diehard sports fans that they are. And then I became one myself. Well, that's true. And did you see Ben Roethlisberger's last game at Heinz Field? Oh, that was The fans turned out, and I'm telling you, it was in the 20s. It was really cold and uncomfortable, but that they stayed, and he was on the field 20 minutes after the game ended, which is unheard of. It never happens like that. And people were in their Steeler jerseys in a hoodie, right? Wow. And I'm like, how did they even survive? That's how dedicated. They're all sick now. Yes, they, yeah. they all have Florona. All right, so what else? So, yeah, we're sports nuts as a general rule here, especially the Steelers in season. That makes news and crosses over all the time. 
Um, well, yeah, that's something that I've certainly been paying attention to. But uh, we saw Oklahoma last night at the Benavim. It was like How exciting was to see a show. It was nuts. I'll tell you, this production of Oklahoma, I don't know if you've seen Oklahoma before. Like three no. times. Okay. Yes. I grew it's one up, of my favorite I was like musicals. A oh, yeah. kid. I was like in Oklahoma when I, I was like at Sheila summer camp. Sheila tapped in one. Whoa. <laughs> really? No, I didn't really. No. In my dreams. And usually it's like big and joyous right. and there's tons of people on stage. And this is like this crazy stripped down production. There's like a super minimal set mm. and it makes you lose all faith in humanity. Wait, at why? the end of the show. What? It's like super wow. dark. It's pretty dark. It, it is, because Killer really in. in it, they sort of gloss over all these um, sort of like themes of like just sort of assault and, you know, this sort of feeling of like ownership over women and just like super misogynistic. And here they really sort of look at it face on. And when you don't sort of treat it as a joke, it suddenly becomes this really dark sort of like portrayal of like, America and it's like and, and just sort of these gross like cultural well, that sort era, of like beliefs which, which and you enjoyed this well it was it sort of made me think a lot I okay. feel like it wasn't like I was singing along oh the farmer oh, and the cowboy <laughs> should be friends you know but it, but it really made me think afterwards so like not all of it was pleasant to watch mm -hmm. but it was just like a, an experience that I haven't had recently in the theater where you come up and really just like analyze like the show and analyze society. Did you watch um, Bo, the Bo Burnham Inside special on Netflix? He's this comedian, and it was this weird special musical comedy special he did while essentially like locked inside his house during pandemic. And so a lot of it, they're like weird um, projections happening, and it's all filmed in this one tiny room in his house. Mm -hmm. And it felt my wife was like, "Oh, it's really similar to that because it's really it just felt very raw and intimate. stripped down, yeah. and yeah, and intimate, absolutely." So it was it was funny because all the the older women around me, which I feel like was a big portion of that audience who goes to see these touring Broadway mm -hmm. productions, mm -hmm. they're like, "Well, that was different," <laughs> you know. <laughs> they were being more generous, but I think a lot of them. <laughs> Right, it just made me think like so how many people you run into all think, oh, wish it was like the old days. It's not like the old days when this was fresh and this was early. It's like, yeah, but in the old days, you died at forty. You know, yeah. it's like, <laughs> wasn't that great? You know, it's no, it wasn't. Much you were old yeah. at forty. You got the flu, boom, you're done. You know, yeah, the Spanish flu, you boom, know, gone. That came after World War One. I. I mean, like fifty million people died worldwide. Yeah, I mean, just. In general, yeah. It yeah. wasn't always the good old yeah, days. We don't, we don't really want to go backwards, <laughs> do right. we? No, we don't want to. No. All right. We'll take now. What else? Pittsburgh, something Boaz Frankel you've seen and you go, wow. Well, I'll tell you, I've been on a hunt for the best chocolate chip cookie in Pittsburgh. Ooh. This is something I do. My wife is an author. She goes on book tours. And so, well, she used to go on book tours. I don't know. That was a thing. Before I used to do them on Zoom. You know, authors would get on planes and go to different cities and see humans in, in person. I don't know if you really? remember all this. Yeah. <laughs> Hard to believe. What I was know. that like? <laughs> Have you found the best chocolate chip cookie? Well, so while she was on tour, okay. while she was doing the book events and tours, I'd try to go find the best chocolate chip cookie in every city. So okay. in Pittsburgh, I've continued that quest. And I think I found some of the best ones in town. Oh, we're, we got to know. Is it insomnia cookies? You know what? Insomnia so tree. good. They're good. And you can get them at 2 a.m. does do a decent cookie. I don't want to. They, they do a nice job. one of our bakeries? We have some great bakeries. Yep. Like Oakmont Bakery. I think my two favorite are Madeline's, which is in Regent Square, Wilkinsburg area. 
Have it, you been there before? Is it a bakery it's super cute. It's a bakery. Soon to be Pittsburgh. Go ahead. Yes, soon to be Pittsburgh. <laughs> uh, their chocolate chip cookie is phenomenal. Huh. They do a lot of pastries over there too, croissants and all this other stuff, but really solid chocolate chip cookie. And the other one is Five Points, which is in North Squirrel Hill, right on the edge with Point Breeze, oh. um, which is, and here's the thing. If you go in the morning and get it first thing in the morning, somehow it's not as good. I think they might be selling yesterday's cookies. Is it gooey? Okay. Is it gooey? Well, here's what I think. I think crispy on the outside, really crispy yes. on the outside. But then you have a little uh, textural little differences as you get in there, a little chewy. I think it's really interesting to have oh, even chip distribution throughout the cookie. You I don't want to get through a quarter of that cookie and not encounter a chip. I agree. Yes. I've I agree. never oh, thought of it this deep. Distribution I don't know. Now I want to go eat a chocolate chip cookie, there's, though. There's really interesting things you can be doing. If they're tiny chips, really throughout the cookie, you're almost getting the speckle. Oh, no, effect. they need to be chunky. That's something. Chunky but then chips. also chunks. But mm -hmm. So there's really a lot you can do. Yeah. with when you're encountering those chips and then i think a lot of it is are you refrigerating that dough for a day beforehand because then you get this whole other flavor almost a caramelizing with Ooh. that sugar just sitting in the dough and soaking wow. in the chocolate flavors yeah look at and you and this is why boaz and i went out for drinks with his <laughs> wife because he just fascinates me <laughs> yeah and uh, you can go to stuff by boaz b-o-a-z.com Get in touch with your chocolate chip recommendations, please. Yeah, and I'm, I'm really glad you came back. Most people <laughs> we invite don't come back. Well, thank you for having me. It's but an honor. our next guest is going to come back, too. Major, major concert announcement, at least for me. <laughs> He's looking at me like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Scott Mervis from the Post-Gazette. We're going to talk to him in just a minute. Boaz Frankel, thank you. And I love your shacket. <laughs> Thanks so much. Next time I'll bring shackets for everyone. <laughs> the shackets for everyone. <laughs> Thanks, Boaz. Hi, Boaz. Thanks, man. Larry Richard Unfiltered with Jim Crenn, Sheila Highland. Stand by. Scott Mervis is going to tell us about all these great shows coming to the Berg. Larry Richard Unfiltered with Jim Crenn, Sheila Highland, episode 15, and a visit by the Post Gazette's great music writer, critic. Really, Scott Mervis Whatever you want to call is me, here. Right? And I, before here we get into it, because I'm going to get into it with you, uh -oh. I want to uh, thank Boaz Frankel again. And his book is Let's Be Weird Together or Let's Get Weird Together or something like along a, those lines. What, what's the, you, you, you spent time with Boaz I, and his wife. I did, yeah. I mean, they're not, they don't what, come what across is, that weird together. But the idea, of the, <laughs> the idea of the book is, though, that the longer your relationship goes on, the weirder you get. So it's a you know comical version. I think there's some um, comic relationships. In there. Yeah, is it like the animal yeah, which is so true though. Weird would be on the good end. I, I was yeah, yeah, I was telling Larry. I said, can you imagine if you were somebody looking from the outside into someone's relationship? You'd be like, what the heck are they doing? What What's are they talking about? People? What is wrong with those yeah, people? Yeah, true. All right, Scott Mervis, yes, big Larry. concert announcement. Yeah, I, one of I, my all-time favorites. I've never gotten to see. The Eagles, the Eagles, Hotel yes. California tour. Yeah. You, you haven't seen the Eagles. You know like, where you've been. Listen, They've when been here Glenn like Fry was alive, I saw the Hell Freezes over tour. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I was uh, scheduled Starlight. to go, and I yeah. had, I got called out of town, and I didn't get to see the Eagles. I always, that's one group I always wanted to see. Mm. Interesting, and they're still, they're still good. The most interesting yeah. thing when it's Star Lake show, my buddy, yeah. did the limos and stuff for me. So, each guy. Had his own, like, 
limo or car or whatever. Like, they don't uh, talk to each other right. until they get on stage. They actually have curtains <laughs> right. he's sitting in the back. Like, don't – could you imagine? Were like, they lined up in the Star Lake traffic yes. together? Well, that's because they're but, with each they, other all the time but, on stage. They're tired you, of each but other. But could you imagine, like, you know <laughs> – it's that weird we, thing. With if us, that's that weird us thing. three had our own. Yeah. You know, anyone a curtain? We well, we should. Here, really. I mean, <laughs> when you've right, been a band together that long, like, it's like been there, done that. Some differences come up. There must some be. Get out of my face. They, <laughs> didn't they have, they had a big falling out for a long time before they went back to tour together. Yeah, they said that they wouldn't get together until the freeze is over. over. And then, you know, whatever was dangled in front of them. They, they did it. Money. I, mean, I, yeah. I mean, I don't know how Hell grown people can't get along with each other. It's funny though, because you know what, this morning I posted my, uh, 25 concerts to look forward to in the first couple months. So, you know, it's one of these clickbait device devices. You have to have 25 or 10 right, right. or and whatever. And it says next right. at the bottom of the screen with 400 ads. We <laughs> no, no, we didn't No, I didn't do that. No, it's not, not one of those things where you have Thank to go you. to every right. screen. Right. So I post this, and then like literally like 15 minutes later, after I I tweeted out or whatever, I get the Eagles announcement, Ugh. which is in March. It's March two months away. Unless PPG I didn't look paints. at it, and it's 2023. No, I don't no, think so. It's in March, two it's months. March. Yeah, which is a very that was small my lead understanding time for one of these arena shows. It's a good sign. It's like sale. bam, the concert's tomorrow, January 14th. Yeah. Uh, but so I want to anyway, see this. I'm like, I have to add this to my 25 list, right? And so now if you look at the 20, I hope people don't count because now it's 26, but it still says 25. I never got to see them with Glenn Fry though. Are they, are they, the Eagles? Glenn, are they, they were good. They were good with Glenn Fry, but great. you know, he's, he wasn't really like the, the focal point. No, that's true. Of the band. You know, who's because the focal of Henley. Yeah. Me too. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think he's one of the greatest well, writers. Yeah. Ever. Songwriters, Henley. Yeah. End of the Innocence, amazing. It's it's really good, yeah. So, I mean, Henley is is more the focal point, but every Eagle show, Joe Walsh steals the show. Yeah. So mm-hmm. so they kind of like they have him like lying in wait for a while, and they don't really get around because yeah. he's got like five five or six songs in the set, but then when they get toward the end of the set, they start going heavy on the Walsh stuff, and he just like well, knocks it out of the park like. Every single time, and it's the, like he's the rock, now rock. we've got a rock and roll show. Yeah, you know he's the rock mean? driven like, part of it. Yeah, exactly. So now Absolutely, this is this yeah. the top twenty five in in order of no. ranking, or just twenty five shows? It's just okay. twenty five shows that are coming. All right, we'll give and, us some and of your top picks. And now it's like, well, you know, there's an unusual amount of arena shows for this year because you know you've been around here long enough. There's usually like in January, February. There's maybe three or four. Right, right. And now it's more like nine or ten because of all the rescheduling and and everything else. I want to see Journey. We talked about that on the last one. I think you should do that. What what Journey are we going to see? Who's the guy singing? We know Steve Perry. It's that Arnell, whatever his name is. He was on the the New Year's Eve show in Times Square. Which I have. What did to you see think it. about that performance, by the way? Did you see it? I thought it, it was like, he, yeah, it was. I'm. I was thinking like, people are wondering like, why is this Journey singer so young? You know, although the guy is like actually 54. He, he looks, is. Oh, I would have yeah. thought he was he 20 looks, years no, younger. Really he looks like he's 34. Discovered he on YouTube, who was homeless and living in the Philippines. At was one he point? homeless? Yes. Really? Homeless. Oh yeah, when they performed there. He took them to where he used to sleep on a park bench. Wow. Wow. Yeah, it was pretty I, I emotionally know. powerful. Yeah. It's a miracle. But he's really an imitator of Steve Perry. I mean, he's... Yeah. Well, that's what, which is that's kind of what, what people want. want. Yeah, yeah, you I don't want, want someone that's going to sing it differently. Same with like, Queen so and, you don't want a guy that's like Johnny Cash yeah. singing Don't Stop Believing," right? 
Don't stop long, believing. I, I, the short, the short, the, the, I set you up for that. The, the short version of this, for your, the, short for your, version, uh, the short version of this story. You was, sing the way you talk, it, by uh, the way, Larry. My buddy Mark Eddy was in this comedy festival. Problem. I was in this comedy Jimmy, festival. His Jimmy Roach singing Journey <laughs> over there. So, 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 so this comedy festival in Cabo, and, and then two years later, they had a Lifetime Achievement Award, and the guy was a DJ, and he was an, an a-hole or whatever, and it's the company that did the comedy festival. Some say, you know, Jimmy Crane was a DJ. And so he looked up my resume. So well, let's give the word to him because the other guy's driving us nuts. So I get to fly to Cabo for this nice. award, okay? But anyway, they had all these bands and stuff, and they had the guy who was, the, I guess, after Steve, Steve Ajeri? Was his name, I think? The, is that right, Jimmy? Steve Ajeri. And anyway, but after the shows, we, yeah. there was this bar we'd all hang out with. And we had like Mickey Dolan's and the Monkeys, all these eclectic, interesting people. So I'm sitting, and Steve Ajeri and I became friends for some reason. But I asked him, I said, how did you? He was a mechanic. He was a mechanic, he said, and he was doing a <laughs> tribute band. They had an audition. He said, Jim, he says, I, I was a mechanic, man. Next thing you know, he said, one month later, I'm in arenas. I go, you got to be kidding me. Yeah, Boston insane. got a guy from well, Home Depot. That's every man's what? fantasy. Yes, the band Boston, the singers from Home Depot. No he was working way. at Home really? Depot. And really? He made a video, and then the next thing you knew, he was in Boston, <laughs> sounding just like Brad Delp. I mean, hey, because, yeah. it works, right? Yeah, and you know, sometimes mm. you see um, the singers from these bands and they don't switch out the singer. Mm -hmm. <laughs> They're not good anymore because the guy can't sing anymore. Well, well also, blew too, out it's an interesting thing. A lot of those bands from the 80s and that's, 70s, that's 80s, a good they point. blew getting, out their voices. Getting mm -hmm. the exact voice, though. Um, they, they, yeah. Like, they went Steve Perry, Steve Perry. Like, there's no new... Right. I guess it makes yeah, sense. Yeah, like that. yes, yes has a. Well, just, just a small don't town have, don't girl. I mentioned it earlier, but Queen with Adam... Adam uh, Lambert, yeah. Ed Lambert, yeah. yeah I mean, that's I think a good that's point. phenomenal. That's a rare case of like an actual big name. It fit. Yeah. Fit and, and it's his, there, I mean, like, he's not trying to imitate right. necessarily. He just, he's not. Is but a Freddie Mercury singer. was one of a kind, uh, so it's yeah. hard to, yeah, really. But still, if well, you, well, what about all these I mean, tribute bands? I mean, I think bands? for every singer, there's a lot of people that can sound exactly like them, obviously. Bon you know, Journey. Have you ever heard of them? Bon Journey. Yeah. Yeah. Are they any good? I you know what I've never gone to see them. I'm sorry. What? I, I've never gone to see Bon Journey. I'm, oh, I'm, Scott! No, I, I, you're just okay. I don't run around seeing the various <laughs> tribute right. bands. So we want to so, find you know, out some they, more if shows. Have, if I happen to walk by them in the park while they were playing, I would hang out and listen for a little bit. You want more shows? Yeah, we. I was overall you're though. A big Billie Eilish fan. Oh, is she Billie coming? Eilish or a Billy Idol fan? Billie They're Idol. both coming to the arena. Billy oh. Idol opens for. Who would you rather see? Journey. I thought you were going to say Billie Eilish. No, Billie Eilish together. is going to be taking She's, over Coachella because yeah. they had some bands drop out. Yeah. And this I is found her first time her, here. Her and, and her brother. Did I understand this right? She's old now, though. She's 20. She was. Oh, well, <laughs> Jimmy, she's over the hill. Listen yeah. to this. They, Billie Eilish wrote her initial album in her room with her brother yes. on a computer and recorded Phineas. it there. Mm -hmm. yeah. And she became a superstar. Through that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's ha it happens it these happens. days. Yeah. It's she probably hasn't performed that much, has she? I mean, she's still you know, I relatively saw her young. A bunch of tours. I already. saw her on Saturday okay, Night Live. Yeah. You did, and she was she was entertaining as hell, and she was cool with the skits. I mean, she's got she's got that. It. Some people are just natural. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Whatever it is, she's it's got like, it. It's like breathing rhythm. Yeah, she Genius. sort of came around as like like sort of like the, you know we never got to see Lord here, Lord with an, right. with an E, mm -hmm. um, and she she was kind of like. The thing before Billie yeah. Eilish. And what happened Billie to her? Eilish you don't hear about her anymore. She's around, but like Billie Eilish almost kind of replaced her. Knocked her out. Okay. Sort of yeah, there's always someone up and coming yeah. to yeah. push somebody else they out do. of the way. They, don't, they knock mm -hmm. each other out. So um, Who else? 
Who else? Well, um, I, I could hit you with, uh, well, Imagine Dragons, uh, Ghost, the I Satanic. I radioactive. The Satanic Rock. Have you ever, do you know who Ghost is? No. The, the Satanic Rock Band. That no, sounds, they sound like Blue Oyster Cult. No. And it's a, it's a really good Swedish band. I know the band. Ghost Riders with yeah, Thomas uh, like Tall, the, the billionaire. Sa- What's that? Ghost Riders. Ghost Hounds. Ghost Hounds. Yeah. You probably saw them over for the Stones I did if you were there. Yeah. Thomas yeah. Tall actually playing. Yeah, they did pretty are, well. Are they actually they did pretty well? Are they? Are they? Is there a whole division of like satanic rock? Well, <laughs> it's kind of it's a little bit of a shtick, like o- like Ozzy has, but like they're just a really solid rock band that sounds kind of like okay. Blue Oyster Cult. And um, uh, do you remember Gary Newman? Yes. Yeah. From yeah. back in the New Wave era. Yeah. Uh, he's still Go really good. He's still Where's he performing? Really, he is going to be at. Um, the Thunderbird Cafe, an intimate show with Gary Newman. An cool. intimate show. Yeah. Which is kind of, it's kind of interesting because when you think of Gary Newman, you think there's sort of big synth rock thing. And then, then you put it in a little club. And then our friend field. Rich Engler mm-hmm. says, plenty of good seats still available. No additional shows will be added. <laughs> <laughs> no additional shows. No additional All right, who else? Shows Pick a couple be. more. Did you ever think, like if you go back in the day and you think about Alice Cooper... Right, I don't know how long you guys have been following Alice Cooper. Did you ever think you would play Heinz Hall? No. No. no, no, Alice no. Cooper and Heinz Hall. He was the original I mean, Satanic Rock. I was no, yeah, where's he going to get the bats or whatever? Yeah. What was his thing? Snakes. Ozzy was yeah. bad. Wait, Ozzy was, was uh, the, <laughs> bats. the bats. He, um, yeah. Golf and snakes. Ozzy did. Ozzy did the chicken. It was the chicken with yeah. Ozzy. No, no, no I, thought sorry, it was I thought it was Alice. Alice was it. Oh. Somebody threw a bat up. It was okay. Ozzy, right? There's Alice. Yeah. I don't know. Alice had an incident with a chicken. Oh, excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> so you, he had an, where somebody threw a chicken on the stage okay. and then, uh, whatever happened with Alice, Alice threw the chicken back out to the crowd and they like devoured the chicken or something. Oh. And it became like, you know, the original, um, bad concert uh, for the poultry chicken. destroying. Yes. A bad concert man. for the chicken. Oh. And, yes. chicken and Alice, was up there like, this is a great rock. show. What the hell? Boom. If Blood you, ev- everywhere. Yeah. If you met Alice Cooper today, yeah, you He's know, Bob Bazelli was with him. He performed in Nashville mm-hmm. with Smokey Robinson in the audience. And he said, you know, he's entertaining, but they talked after. And Alice Cooper's like, any guy you would meet who loves to play golf. Yeah. He's a golf nut. He's a golf nut. Yeah. He he's just like a country club like Republican golfer. I thought you were saying you? Alice Cooper and Smokey Robinson performed together. No. And I thought, well, that no. would be, yeah, <laughs> I would the pay duet. to see that. That the would be a real album. miracle. I would really pay to see that. That would be a miracle. <laughs> all right. Any, any other highlights? I, I haven't named all 25 yet. Close. Well, no, you it's don't have though. to name them it's all. I want to save some. If people I, read all about it, Post-Gazette read, search Scott Mervis. Read all about it and, and don't count them at the moment. Because I'm gonna have to take something off. Right, we, we gotta oh, go. We're, we're all going to the journey show, right? We gotta go, right? It just I got those tickets. Are you going to the journey show? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I gotta go. You'll get there in time for Billy Idol, of course. Yeah, I think it's one of the few shows that Billy Idol's playing on the journey tour. I'll get his tickets. It's been over 20 years since he's been here. Wow. Why? All right. Billy Idol doesn't he doesn't he like us? I, th- I don't think he's toured a whole lot, but do you remember when the t- the Who came and did um, the Who came and did Quadrophenia? Okay, and he was in Quadrophenia. He was on that tour with him. He played one of the characters. Oh, uh, okay. Billy Idol did. So he came out. But he like hasn't come out like a solo act like this forever. Here. Yeah, yeah. All right, Many one years. more. One more. Pick one. 
I will pick one more. A show you cannot miss. Scott Mervis. Do, 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 I don't know do, if Reba McIntyre is a show you can't miss. Oh, no, seriously. I've never seen her. I saw her and Kelly Clarkson perform together several years ago, and it was phenomenal. It was a great show. Do you want to review that for the Post-Gazette? Sure, I will. Absolutely, yeah. Well, and she's from Oklahoma, where I lived for a while as well, and just became kind of a fan of hers. Okay. Oh, she's really great. She's talented. A, yeah. yeah, she's a bona fide superstar of country music. Mm-hmm. Legend. No no doubt. Mm-hmm. Yes. She All created right. country music. No, there I was another one. <laughs> oh, was, was okay, okay, I'm giving Johnny Cash right. that one. No, yeah. Loretta Lynn. Loretta, Loretta Lynn. Lynn. Right. How many yeah. people are called like the queen of country music? Not, like, not every, too every, many. Every three years. Maybe Dolly Parton <laughs> yeah, occasionally right. too. I met Dottie West when I started my professional radio career in country. Dottie you are really? you are aging aging yourself I there. Like it. Yeah, well, Dottie she, West. What station was that? She rubbed her hand on my cheek. She said, "How you doing, young man?" I'm like, oh, Dottie. Southern, <laughs> something about that southern. How long voice, were you right? a country <laughs> DJ? Oh yeah. How long? For how long? I started my professional career. Why well, went away? I can tell you when it ended too. <clears throat> I was walking across the then <laughs> Sixth Street Bridge, which is now the Roberto Clemente Bridge, from the parking lot. We were in the Renaissance building, which is the Fulton building, 11th floor, studio view of the river. Wasn't as pretty as it is now. It was February, wind chill, about 20 below. They were still making vinegar at the Heinz plant, and it was stinging my nose coming across. And I started my shift with a song from Larry Gatlin, I've done enough dying today. And I told my boss, I'm giving you my two weeks, and I moved to Florida. Okay. Really? Because it was so cold story. that day. I just you had just enough. Decided the, on the way out across the, the depression. Bridge. <laughs> oh, country. <laughs> yeah, I thought, yeah, you know, a lot of sadness. I've done there. enough dying today. That's how you start <laughs> yeah, your day. A lot I got of a tear in there. my right. ear. Did your promo picture? Did you? I just pictured. <laughs> you have like Billy Ray Cyrus look or your promo picture? Did you demolish it? Yeah. What was your country look? Did you have that look? Did no, but go, I did, did have a stash then. How long ago was that? I'm sorry, we ran out of time. 163 years ago. You worked the stash. You worked the stash. You could just quit a job, right? You I could, said, I'm moving to Florida. He goes, what? <laughs> and I go, I, I got to go. And I, I did. And I worked in uh, West Palm Beach, Florida. <laughs> Not bad, man. It's nice and place. yet you came back. And that you came and back. Oh, we all come back to Pittsburgh. That's 20, and the rest 20 degrees. A subject for another <laughs> podcast. Scott Let's Mervis. Let's do that one now. Read yeah, really. all about it. <laughs> the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Look for him in the mosh pit. At, at the uh, Reba McIntyre concert. Yes. <laughs> well, you look like you fit in. You got the. You I got will the, be critiquing that one. You got the hoodie. Please do. All right. Thanks, Scott, for Thanks, hanging Scott. out with us. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Sheila. Thanks, Larry. Lawrence. Thanks, Jimmy. Jim. Happy hey, New Year. Happy check New us Year. out next time. We're going to be at the Van Gogh exhibit. We're going to culturalize cool, ourselves. You know, culture. And I want to thank uh, Jim Petolsky, our producer here. He's our technical advisor and does it all. Rick Dolnak, famous actor, could have been Mel Gibson in a couple of films, but turned them down. That's a story for another day. Dick Roberts and Dick Roberts are back in the the mansion. Yes, he's (laughs) listening from a distance, and uh, he approves everything we did. And thanks again, the guys, Twenty Third and Vine, here in East Carson Street, Southside. Scott, I'll see you at the show. Larry Richard, unfiltered. With Jim Crenn and Sheila Hyland. Download the free Odyssey app, A U D A C Y, or go to kdkradio.com.